And so part of the I Heart Chocolate podcast is I get the chance to meet and interview chocolatiers from all backgrounds, every part of the world, all that good stuff. And something that I did recently was interview a brand new chocolatier to the chocolate world. Her name is Lauren Klein of Handcrafted Chocolates. Come check out our interview. It was very insightful, very fun getting to know her, and we have very much a lot of similarities um, for how we started with chocolate. Check it out. Welcome to the I Heart Chocolate Podcast, a space where chasing dreams and indulging in chocolate is celebrated, where it's okay to walk the abnormal path, break tradition, and pursue your own true happiness. A space where you can gain encouragement, inspiration, and confidence to go out there and become the best chocolatier you possibly can be. I'm your host, Tina Codinha, and I know what it is to be chocolate crazy. Like you truly feel called to do this, as if a light suddenly went on and all arrows point to chocolate. I've had the honor of working under some of the best chocolatiers in the industry, and all the while have dedicated my free time toward bettering my craft at home. I'm a wife, a mother, founder of Codinha Chocolate and Codinha Chocolate Mentorship, which I proudly run with my amazing, talented husband, Bruno. Chocolate is so much in my blood, I couldn't live without it. It's been the wildest journey thus far, and my hope is that this inspires you to keep on keeping on and believe that you can do this too, because the truth is, yes, you can. You really, truly can. So consider me your new chocolate friend, constantly cheering you on because I'm right there with you. And let's dive in. So, hey, chocolate friends, something that's been happening since the pandemic started is it's forced many people to shift, right? To figure out the solution as circumstances or work life may have changed. On the plus side, there have been a robust amount of new chocolatiers entering the chocolate world because of it. So in today's I Heart Chocolate podcast, I have the pleasure of interviewing one of those new chocolatiers, Lauren Klein. She is a pastry chef based out of New Jersey and the founder of Handcrafted Chocolate. So if you've ever wondered about what it's like to juggle both a job and your chocolate business, this interview is for you. Without further ado, Lauren Klein. Yay! Thanks so much for having me. Welcome. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, I feel like it's always super nice to meet new chocolatiers. You and I have never met before this, and we just talked a little bit. Um, but I think that you can really give some fresh perspective to our listeners on, because so many people are in this exact situation, right? They have the chocolate passion or they're kind of getting into chocolate, but they don't know how to start with everything else going on. So I'd like to ask you, um, can you share what's your background? And uh, how did chocolate come about for you? Um, started cooking scrambled eggs with my grandma when I was really young. Went to a culinary high school uh, here in central Jersey. Um, graduated from there, went to Johnson & Wales in Providence, Rhode Island. Got my uh, bachelor's or associates in baking and pastry arts, bachelor's in food service management. During that program, you do take um, a one of the lab segments you take is a chocolate course and an advanced chocolate course. So uh, I did kind of dabble with it in school, like we had discussed. And, and then um, after school, I graduated, I went to New York City. I was working uh, at some of Danny Meyer's restaurants under some very talented chefs for uh, about five years. I worked uh, with him at Blue Smoke first, and then over at Mylino, his Italian restaurant, which was in Gramercy Park. Um, and so doing more um, fine dining dinner service than focusing on chocolates. Um, and then after the pandemic, I ended up coming home and moving back with my family uh, here in Central Jersey. 
And during that time, as, as a lot of other bakers found ourselves kind of doing sales for the holidays, I started with pies for Thanksgiving last year. And then after that, I did cookies for Christmas. And after Christmas, I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do, do next? I have to, you know, keep my fans. Everyone was like, what are we, what are we doing? So I did uh, the hot cocoa bombs, which were the fad at the time, if you recall. Mm -hmm. And I also offered a very small 12 box of um, like an assortment. I did four flavors. I think it was caramel, a coffee crunch, which wasn't really crunchy. Uh, <laughs> and you and I, it didn't, it didn't hold up. Um, I did a cookies and cream, which is actually the cookies and cream I still use to this day. And hmm, I'm blanking on my last flavor. It's not really important. But so I did that box. People loved it. Uh, I had used a commercial kitchen for that sale because at the time my, my mother was mm. done with me using her kitchen. And uh, so I kind of developed a relationship with the gentleman whose kitchen I, I used and kind of got the ball rolling from there. I started developing my 10 signature flavors that I launched with in September uh, and to like testing, taking photos. So that was from February until September. And, you know, kind of in the summer with the heat, we tend to stop um, producing uh, just because it, it becomes hard with the humidity and things of that sort. So uh, yeah, so I launched in September. I had a very first successful holiday season. Uh, and, and now we're here. We're doing getting ready for Valentine's Day. Awesome. Awesome. So like you said, you played with chocolate a little bit in college and then you went back into it. Was that something that like it was like riding a bike and it came back naturally to you or were you like, whoa, I haven't touched this in a while. And there's things that it kind of took more practice to get used to than you thought. I would say the latter, um, as far as tempering goes, it, that part came back to me once I kind of brushed up on, on the temperatures that you, you know, if anybody's familiar with tempering, you melt it down mm -hmm. and to a certain temperature and then you bring it um, cooler mm -hmm. so that it'll set up uh, and the beta crystals um, form and, and set up properly, right? So uh, that kind of came back quickly. As far as the the cocoa butter and the colors and, and the things of that sort, I definitely had to do a little bit of research uh, at first. Um, and I still kind of use the microwave method and, and just warm up my bottles. And maybe eventually mm -hmm. I'll, I'll branch into mixing my own cocoa butters and things of that sort. But that was kind of the, the starting point was, was YouTube stuff. Um, and that, that came quickly too, because a lot of the cocoa butters come pre-tempered, mm -hmm. as you know. And so um, it, it slowly built, I would say. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so besides the challenges of like the cocoa butter, you said, um, was there challenges in terms of like starting up handcrafted chocolate for you, like business type stuff? Was there stuff that's kind of like I know because I feel like that's something even like for myself, I used to say when it comes to business stuff, everything just goes whoosh, like over my head, like the creative stuff, like I, I understand, but it took me a long time to understand the business stuff. So for you, what challenges have you, I know you're like recent, but what challenges have you realized very quickly? Oh, crap, like chocolate business is a whole nother thing. What did you have to go through? Um, so I, I would say two there, there's two sides to it, right? So I've had challenges in the like production side mm. of things, which I've, I've sorted out for the most part. I've got it pretty down pat, I think at this point. And then I've also had challenges on the, the side of 
um, of branding and marketing and, and putting the website together. So uh, I'll start with the kitchen side. So first, when I started um, doing the original Cocoa Bombs in the 12 box, I had like very basic chocolate knowledge. So I was uh, warming the chocolate on a double boiler, mm-hmm. tempering it in a bowl. And so, you know, as it got cooler, um, because it was like Valentine's Day time, so it was January. So as it got cooler at night mm-hmm. and the gentleman whose kitchen it was, he would turn the heat off, um, obviously, because he didn't yeah. for it all night. Um, so the chocolate would set up pretty quickly, even if I was doing a really large batch, like a big bowl of it. Um, so eventually I moved uh, into, I got a warmer. And so now I, I produce with a warmer and it definitely, that was, you know, they're learning curves and, and steps kind of like that, that make it somewhat an easier flow. So that was, that was challenging. Um, kind of like working from being like, okay, I know how to do this with the double boiler. And then my first batch in the, I have the, the I'm probably butchering the name of it, the mold art. And I have the same one. Um, I have the same one. And so the first time I did it, in the machine, there was definitely a learning curve and the chocolates came out okay. Mm-hmm. But then the second batch was like, perfect. Well so, so definitely things like that um, and systems kind of uh, would be the biggest challenges I would say. And then as far as the other side of things, um, the website was, was the biggest hurdle. Uh, so I actually took, like, as we discussed, I took a course um, to help with my, my business and branding. Um, shout out her, I'll, I'll shout her out. Her name's um, Marina and her course is uh, Brand Business Accelerator. Uh, she offers it through her business Empowered Confidence uh, mm-hmm. for women. It's like a women focused course. And so she really helped me get from, this is an idea that I have to fully like being launched. She helped me kind of uh, with all the steps of producing or like, uh, not producing, but, but building the website um, yeah. and like the about me, writing the bio, all these things that definitely were overwhelming when I tried to do it myself. At first, I kind of sat down. I was like, I'm going to plug this all in. It's going to be great. The yeah. website took me months, Oh yeah, to, yeah. you know, and it was like baby steps. So once I broke it up into these like more manageable pieces uh, with her help, it definitely became um, more achievable. So that was the, by far the biggest challenge uh, as far as just getting the business up and running and started and being a business owner was the website for sure. Got it. Um, I wanna to touch on two things that you mentioned there. Um, first, I'm gonna ask, are you, would you consider yourself like not a techie person? savvy I actually created my logo on Canva like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty tech savvy once I got to the point where I had all my photos and I needed to make my flavor card mm-hmm. I have a friend who's a graphic designer mm-hmm. that's yeah. where I would like stop. yeah 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 same same okay um, then, so, so kind of crafty yeah yeah or like okay. and then second thing which you touched on which we actually did too I people who follow us know this um, is that you took like a course specifically to help you with business stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that is kind of like the missing piece with so many new chocolatiers is, well, you know, I always say like doing chocolate as a hobby is one thing because you're just in your kitchen, you, do have, you just have to worry about the chocolate side. But then when it comes to actually like business, it's like completely different. And I 
give kudos to you for the fact that you, you know, invested in yourself to take a course to someone for someone to help you set up and all that type of stuff and clarify for you, okay, this is your business. Here's the steps we're going to do. Here's we're going to map how here's how we're going to map it out. And I'm sure like I could just tell like don't you feel like weight was taken off your shoulders because now there's someone who's like, "Oh, here's the way." And suddenly something that seems so impossible is like, "I got it." It might take you a while, but I got it, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I just want to give you kudos on that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, made it definitely more manageable, like I said. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's exactly what I, I, I feel like, like here, even with Bruno and I, we try to tell chocolatiers like, yeah, we have a chocolate business. We also invested in a business coach, which not many people do. So that's, what I'm just saying kudos. <laughs> Invest in yourself, everyone. Yeah, yeah for Invest sure. For sure. I think also, you know, uh, we were kind of talking about this, but you know, people are always saying when they want to get into chocolate, like, oh, but I don't have the time. Or I know, especially with certain people's circumstances, like, oh, but I don't have the money. And like life gets rearranged, like you, you move back home and everything. And you still made the time to put like us, same same way for me before Codinia chocolate started, I was coming off from being like, I had taken like two and a half years off of chocolate. Uh, I was a full-time mom. And then I was going to jump into, you know, starting a business. And I didn't have capital I borrowed from Bruno actually to start Codinia chocolate and then paid him back after but I think it's kind of like even if you don't know like what's gonna happen you just feel like you know you have to do it I I would like to know for you because you jumped back into chocolate you said that you played with it a little bit in um, college and then you got drawn to it because Valentine's came around and stuff but what was the driving force for you to keep on going? Like even like, especially in today's times when like everything's like uncertain and everything, like what's the driving force for you to keep handcrafted chocolate going? I would say the driving force is definitely um, the pandemic, really. Like the, the ever-changing job um, climate that we're in, yeah. as well as the fact that to be completely honest with you, with you mm -hmm. in the restaurant industry, everyone is replaceable. Oh, I've for really, sure. You know, I've seen it time and time again. So, you know, as much as we want to talk about job stability, um, no, really. So at the end of the day, the goal has always been for me to own my own thing, uh, going to college. Um, it was, I, sorry, I apologize. Going to college was really um, during the time of Cupcake Wars mm -hmm. and the cake decorating and the everything. So that was the, the vision originally. Um, and so it kind of works out that the, the chocolates, your painting, it's still creative. Um, but yeah, it was always to own my own thing, never to, to always be working for someone. So cool. Cool. I relate to that hundred um, percent. I know you mentioned kind of like the hardest part setting up the business was like the website. Um, what's the current challenge with running a chocolate business for you? Would you say? It's definitely finding the time to be active with marketing, like uh, we discussed, um, not on the podcast, but to be to be active with marketing and also, you know, be doing my other job and um, have a life, you know, yeah. so I, I, I want to obviously put the chocolates out as much as I can. Um, but it definitely has to be planned. That was also part of the course I took. Mm -hmm. So a big insight she discusses is that, you know, everyone takes content kind of like as they're going through their life, but then they'll have one day that they kind of sit and plan it out. So I have to get, I just have to get better at my planning out my content. Yeah. 
cool um that's actually something we tell our mentees all the time too is like you have to like basically schedule it right oh yeah no one in one day yeah you get it done in one day and it's done for like the week or the next two weeks or the month if you want to do it yeah that was her insight she was like nobody's posting these like big campaigns like right there on their phone it's yeah. all planned to mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Just yep. <laughs> Same time. Yep. A hundred percent. How would you say, because balancing, so balancing your job, um, balancing chocolate, how is your time divided? Um, like, how do you find time? I guess, I mean, I, I know you were talking to me earlier before we started the podcast about like the seasons of sacrifice podcast that you listened to that really, you know, empowered you to, to start yeah. chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um because I, I think that some people are afraid of, and I, I agree, there's a there's a certain extent to it, about the, the whole hustle culture, like burning out, but like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to kill myself for this thing. And you're saying like, yes, that's a challenge to try and find the balance. But how are you finding the balance now? Because you're growing handcrafted chocolate currently, and you're still working. So what is your, what does your day look like? Like, how are you dividing the time? Are you like up late at night, like after your job or like early mornings or what, what are you doing? Um, so to be totally honest, the Mm. best thing that I ever read or like advice I got was that like work-life balance is bullshit. Once you, once you you get that out of your mind, that this is something that you need and want and, and should have, then it's like, it's fine. Yeah. Because like, exactly. Do I sit here and calculate how many hours of sleep I'm always getting? No. Am yeah. I own, you know, maybe I'll have an extra cup of caffeine. It, it yeah. is what it is. Um, but once I've like accepted that, then it, it makes things a lot easier. And also like, I love chocolates. I almost like secretly hope that some of them crack so that I can enjoy them myself. <laughs> so to me, it's, it's, it's not really like it's work, but it's not really work. Yeah. Um, and as far as um, finding the balance with my full-time job, so I'm obviously at the full-time job five mm-hmm. days a week. Mm-hmm. We all know sometimes it could be more than the, the 40 hours that uh, normally are given, right? Um, so a lot of stuff I do, so right now I do more of a production um, position at my full-time job. So I go in early, I'm out typically between like five and seven or eight, depending on the day. Uh, and so I would come home at night and work on some things. Uh, when I was building the website, I would mostly do it on my days off. And then sometimes at night, depending what it was, like a, I think a big win one night for me after work was setting up the automation where, you know, they, they fill out their email and then it actually sent. Oh, yeah. So that yeah. was a huge thing. Yeah. Um, but that was like one night after work. Um, so little things like that I would do, but a majority of it was on weekends, which, so I have Mondays and Tuesdays off. And that's kind of what I do now is I produce the chocolates mainly Mondays and Tuesdays. I ship on Wednesday mornings and then, um, you know, work the the other five days. I'm typically right now working Thursday through, uh, Sunday or sorry, Thursday through Monday. Got it. Got it. Cool. So basically you're just making it work pretty much. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just grinding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so again, once, yeah. You, once you accept that that balance doesn't exist and that it's yeah. kind of a part of if you have to cut this, but if, if once you accept that it's bullshit, then yeah. no, yeah, I I hundred percent agree. One of our mentors actually, she said similar things. She 
she's super successful and she was saying that um you know we feel especially as women i feel there's this ideal that you have to be this and this and this and this and this and all the things have to be perfectly done but in reality something's going to suffer not long term unless you like long term but something's going to have to give for you to to grow in other places and yeah it's definitely he's a, he's in a sacrifice right so yeah the, yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah. yeah for the greater good yeah that's Absolutely. awesome awesome i love that um so I already asked you, where would you like handcrafted to go? You said you want to eventually just have that be your like full-time thing, right? Um, so where can people find you and support you? So right now, all ordering can be done through my website. I, I'm mainly e-commerce based, right? Mm -hmm. So all, all through my website, which is handcraftedbylauren.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can order for nationwide shipping, which I do through USPS flat rate boxes, or uh, I do local pickup here in New Jersey through the restaurant that I produce them at. It's called Tashins. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And then final question, is there any advice you kind of touched on a few good points throughout the interview, but is there any advice you'd give to the chocolatier listening who you think might be on the fence, who wants to start in chocolate, similar position? And what was the thing that made you say, screw it, I'm going to go with chocolate? Because you could easily just say, you know what, it's pandemic, there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm just going to stick to my job and try and chill for a little bit because everything is like just too much right now. So what would be your advice to the aspiring chocolatier? definitely just keep going. You know, um, I think that chocolate's something special, especially, you know, the types that we make, the, the filled bonbons. Um, and I don't think everywhere is making them. Mm -hmm. uh, so I do think it's like, you know, a sought after like craft product for, for people who do want it. So yeah, just keep going. Um, and definitely like it'll, it'll pay off. Yeah. Season sacrifice. Awesome. Well, uh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on to the I Heart Chocolate podcast. I can't wait to see where you take handcrafted chocolates. And it's been like amazing talking to you. I love like all your energy. There's very like similar feels going yeah, on. Similar vibes. I definitely yeah. have picked you up too. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that's all, folks. By the way, in case we aren't friends yet, let's keep the connection going and get social on the gram. You can always reach out to us at Convenia Chocolate, where we post inspirational, drool-worthy, and informative tips on all things chocolate. And can I just say, thanks for hanging out with me today. If you felt a connection from this podcast or found it helpful, please be sure to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can keep spreading the chocolate happiness. Y'all know that that is my life mission. But really though, <laughs> via chocolate making, teaching, and now through sound. woo -hoo! Have a beautiful day, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, but it is true. In case you needed a reminder, you are 100% worthy of the life that you dream, chocolate-filled or otherwise. You just have to summon up the courage to pursue it, and then you keep pursuing and grinding and working and loving it until you get there. Okie dokie, catch you on the next one. <laughs>